So hello and welcome to episode five of United United. Me, Dave here, and as ever, I'm with Jem. Hello, Jem. How are you doing? Hello, Dave. I am doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm doing all right now. If you'd have asked me two weeks ago, maybe not so much, but <laughs> doing all right now. Jem, uh, we, we've got a, quite a bit of ground to cover in this podcast. Mm, yeah. um, we need to go all the way back to the weekend of the 28th of October to pick up where we left off. Um, one or two interesting games there, including a Manchester derby. Yes, that is correct. Um, I had a great weekend, Dave. I was taking out trick-or-treating. I drank lots of hot chocolate on the build-up to bonfire night. Uh, I ate toffee apples. I ate loads of sweets and chocolate as a result of my trick-or-treating. And then it was ruined, Dave, on the Sunday because I had to watch Manchester United play football. (laughs) And... And yeah, people are probably thinking, yeah, he's, he's he's making it up. But no, I was trick or treating. I was in the cupboards. I was opening each cupboard, trick or treat, taking a snack out of each cupboard. <laughs> but anyway, I had to watch Man United, and uh, it ruined my wonderful weekend, Dave. Um, we were hosting our rivals, our local rivals, at home at Old Trafford, mm. and we decided to bottle it once again. I mean, it was it was always on the cards. It was always going to happen, um, but. We did all right, Dave, for 20 minutes. We did all right. We, we were in the game. You're thinking, oh, you know what? United are in this game. City look a bit funny at the back, and they have done in recent weeks. But then our old mate, VAR, gets involved, I think, 38 minutes into the game. And apparently, Rasmus Hoyland grapples uh, Rodri to the floor and gives away a penalty. And then, obviously, Harland puts the penalty. He converts the penalty and puts them 1-0 up. And then that's when the floodgates open. They score two, they score three. So we bottled it. But I just want to go back to that VAR point, Dave, because mm. ugh, I'm so angry. <laughs> We've had three, and I've not even got to the worst game yet about VAR, but this is the start. We've had three decisions this season go against us where Hoyland's been grabbed and taken out and nothing has been given. Hoyland puts his arm on Rodri and pulls him away, and it apparently causes a six-foot-four man to fall to the floor <laughs> in a complete opposite direction to what the arm is, is going in. Anyway, pathetic. VAR once again ruining the the start of, you know, a decent game. So, um, I expected it, but pathetic again, Dave. Varchester City. You know what? I think the refs are on Man City's payroll now. It used to be us. It used to be us paying Howard Webb. They're on Man City's payroll now. <laughs> are, are we? I can't. I can never remember whether we're for VAR or against VAR. But it sounds like we're against it this week. Uh, in this game, we're against. Yes. We're against it. Okay, we may change. We may change. What I loved about this game, Jem, was um, we. Uh, I, I think I texted you because there was a few results didn't go our way, Um, didn't go your way, didn't go my way. Uh, I think there was some other sport going on that didn't go anybody's way. Um, And I texted you to say, what another terrible weekend of sport. And you just came back and said, I see a 3-0 loss to Man City as success. (laughs) (laughs) I I still believe in that. (laughs) (laughs) So well done. Only 3-0. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah, Well done to them. Well done, Manu. (laughs) Uh, Dave, Mm. it was a big weekend for you. (laughs) It was the one and only Moyes Derby. It was. Uh, You were at home, Moyes for his current team. You know, you always think of Moyes, you always think of Everton first. You've got to to admit that, haven't you, as a a fan. Uh, Especially me, I I always think of him as as Everton. Um, But we've got to remember, he is now a... Uh, a legend of West Ham United. Would you, would you call him a legend, Dave? Well, I, I like to think of him more as a Preston. Preston man. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what would you say he's a leg- the, legend of West Ham? He's, yeah, he's he's something. He's definitely something. Yeah. 
you say we were at home. I definitely was at home because I managed to palm off my season tickets to two unfortunate friends who who decided this was the game they were going to go and watch. And uh, oh my god, what a what a game! Um, it was diabolical, really. I mean, we were just terrible. Moy's out, Jem. Well, um, we've been saying this for a long time, Dave. Um, <laughs> but he got diced. He got diced. And my mother, Debbie, if you're listening, I don't think you even listen anymore, but um, if you are listening, um, well done. And thanks for the comment to Dave. Uh, the comment I got from my mother and Dave, I've forwarded this on to Dave, but for the mm. listeners, um, West Ham not so massive anymore, are they? With a winky face. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, that is fighting talk. <laughs> Let's just wait to see how the match goes the return fixture goes. Yep. Let's just let's just wait. We'll see. We'll see, won't we? As Pep said, we will be there. <laughs> we will be there. <laughs> that uh, was that was a horror show. Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair to Everton, they're on a bit of a roll at the minute. So um, maybe you could say, maybe maybe you could take some positives and say, you know, they're just the team that are in form. Uh, could you do that or no? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful because there was a, there was a winnable game to get us back up the table, and uh, oh, go and lose to them. It's embarrassing, Jim. It's absolutely embarrassing. It was an embarrassing performance, an embarrassing game. In fact, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Can we move on? <laughs> we can. We can indeed. Uh, well, sorry to do this to you, but we move on. <laughs> I think four days, and West Ham are in action again, Dave. Oh. <laughs> so we're playing Brentford. Is that is that the game you're alluding to? Uh, or... I'm probably a week early. No, I'm talking uh... about a trip to Greece. Oh no! See, I've blotted that from my memory as well. <laughs> so we're on this massive unbeaten run, aren't we? Um, we've we've won. We've won. Um, we won 17 in a row or yeah, something? Something like that. We won 17, but 17 unbeaten, set a new record. And then we go away to Olympiakos. Now, again, I didn't go to this game, Jen, but I've heard various accounts of it and none of them complimentary. Mm. Again, just didn't turn up, Jen. Just didn't turn up. And we lost, what did we lose? 2-1 in the end? 2-1, yeah. Terrible game. Another terrible game. In a tin pot trophy competition, who cares about the Europa League anyway, Jim? Yep. It's, it's irrelevant. Don't don't really worry about it. Um, but also, I think this is West Ham, as I've said many times, trying to play their way into the Conference League. You know, we're top of the Europa League group. That's not the position we want to be in. We need to finish third. So lose this game, good. Drop drop down a place. Um, gives us a, gives us a good chance to finish third. That's what we're aiming for. That's a great point. That is a great point. The aim is Conference League, and that was a great result. It was. That's the way to look at it. Um, however, you know, before you said that, I was going to say, before I knew you needed to lose, um, I was going to say West Ham should have seen this coming, Dave, because Olympiakos, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't see them as a, a major threat in European football currently. Um, they're, they're a decent side. They beat West Ham. But do you want to know the last time Olympiacos beat an English team, Dave? Uh, not really. But go on. I'm sure you're going to tell me. Some... Go on. It was in the 2013-14 season. Mm-hmm. And it was when David Moyes was manager of Manchester United. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so That is bogey team, obviously. That's his bogey team. <laughs> so Olympiacos love to play David Moyes mm. and Man United and West Ham but uh, yeah that is Olympiacos for you well I tell you what we'll come back to Olympiacos a little bit later on shall we um, so yeah, let's just keep let's just keep them in mind okay because uh, there's something something interesting happened a, uh, a few a few couple of weeks later okay 
Uh, where can we go here? Wait. Uh, where are we? I don't even know where we are anymore. <laughs> We've got so much. Um, let's just pick something in the notes, shall we? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I think what what happened that week to that that uh, European week to Man United? Then so we were away to Olympiacos. Where were you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I know what's happened here, Dave. I know what's happened. Olympiacos and West Ham played the evening of our last recording. Uh, that was before our Man City game, the Man U Man City. And then... Uh, we're out of sync. We are. Uh, I've, I've got it all mixed up here. And then we actually played in the Carabao Cup that week that I was thinking. <laughs> so it's all over the place. Uh, I don't even want to talk about this one because this was an absolute... You say, you know, you talk about Everton losing to them 1-0 at home. We lost to Newcastle at home, 3-0. <laughs> Against Newcastle reserves as well. You know, this was a team that probably wouldn't have beaten Luton. Um, How did that happen? Well, this this is just typical Man United. Um, <laughs> bunch of overpaid idiots. Uh, rotten to the core, that club. Mm. And yeah, I mean, we we got absolutely thumped, absolutely thumped. They can't. They did. They sat sat back on, you know, part of the bus, and they beat us on the counter attack every time. And it was, it was a joy to watch for them. Um, they're calling the Newcastle fans. They were calling Tenaga clown. Glazers are staying ten more years. Geordie boys are on the beers. All this sort of stuff. So um, we got embarrassed. We got absolutely embarrassed. So I prefer not to speak. Uh, but one thing that Ian sent us, Dave, was um, Manchester United switched their captain's armband more times than they had shots on target last night in the game. So <laughs> that says all about my United Dave. That's a great stat. That's a great stat. My, my favourite latest nickname for Ten Hag is Eric Ten Lasso. Uh, I think you'd be better off with Ted Lasso, actually. But Probably. Interesting. Probably. Interesting. But, Jem, I've got to hold hold the front page, hold the back page, hold the front page, hold every page, because this was the week, this midweek fixtures, Carabao Cup. Uh, we still haven't figured out what a Carabao is, have we? But anyway, the Carabao Cup, um, West Ham v Arsenal, the return of the prodigal son, Declan Rice back. Remember, he wants to win trophies. He moved to win trophies, yep. Jem. And what a classic Moyes performance. He out-Arteta'd Arteta. <laughs> and that is saying something. And what was great about this, you know, I'm going to get a bit technical now. About the listeners, this will send any listener off to sleep. But you know how Arsenal like to... Um, they like to... Uh, play it out from the back, and they like to beat the press, right? So the keeper gets the ball. Uh, we, a team, presses the keeper, pass it out to a full-back, maybe to centre-half, maybe one of the full-backs becomes inverted into midfield, play the ball through the press, and then you're away. You know, you get Saka on the ball, and then you're breaking. That's mm-hmm. how Arsenal like to play, right? Mm-hmm. We've, all, we've, all seen them try, we've all seen them do it. Moyes stopped it with a tactical masterclass because... Basically, what happened was every time. So when when their center, their center half, their central defender uh, took a goal kick and passed it to Ramsdale in this case because Ramsdale was playing in the cups. Um, West Ham players all just stood there and watched. <laughs> so Ramsdale's standing there with the ball on his feet, at his feet, waiting for West Ham forward to press him. There is no press. He doesn't know what to do. So eventually, he passes it. Then the press comes in against the uh, defender. If the defender passes it back to the goalkeeper, the press retreats. So we just basically forced them to play from their full-backs or from their central defenders rather than the goalkeeper. And then we were winning the ball. And this was so successful, Jem, that we were winning at one point in this game. We were winning 1-0 with zero shots. I do remember you sending that through. Yeah, <laughs> because we've managed to score um, 
from a corner, set piece United strikes again from a corner, an own goal. Um, ben White featuring a white haircut. I don't know if you mm. saw that. He had his hair dyed white. Yes, must have lost a bet. <laughs> Interesting look, wasn't it? He headed into his own net and we were 1-0 up without any shots on target. Uh, I think we got back to... So we were 1-0 at half-time, Gem, and we got, got back to the dressing room like thinking, this is on, this is on. Mm. But we knew they were going to come out firing in the second half, Gem, because, you know, they were, they were, you know, I don't mind saying they were a decent team. But, Gem, I think you've got to give some credit to Moyes, dare I even say kudos to Moyes, <laughs> because what a goal kudos scored. Moyes play kudos. Kudos takes a long ball. I don't know with the back of his heel. I think controls mm. it. Some might say lucky, but he controls it and then with his left foot strokes it into the far corner. Yep. What a goal for two 0 Yep. And it's definitely on West Ham are massive. And then the next thing we see is um, another great goal from Bowen. A shot, a deflection. Ramsdale bamboozled. It's in the back of the net. It's three 0 we are on the march, Gem. And, uh, you know, we give we give Arsenal a consolation goal right at the end to make it 3-1. But this is the thing about Rice uh, and Arsenal. Rice went to Arsenal to win trophies, except the Carabao Cup. They're <laughs> not interested in that one. I don't blame them. <laughs> so we go marching on, Gem. In the next round, I think, is it Mansfield are still in it? And... Some other team, Port Vale or somebody, I can't remember. Two two lower league teams. So the draw, Gem. We, we're on the way home, me and Charlie. We've been to this match. Looking forward to the draw. Going to get a plum home tie against a lower league team. <laughs> Away to Liverpool. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> no problem at all. So there we go, Gem. We are on the march with Moyes' army. I've always said it. Keep him there. He's doing a great job. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you'd, you'd think they'd continue that form into the weekend, wouldn't you, Dave? Um, wow. you know, they're, they're playing Brentford, London yeah. Derby. Uh, yeah, they can beat Brentford. Man U beat Brentford. <laughs> Man U beat Brentford 2-1. Uh, McTominay scored two goals as well. So that must have been an easy game for uh, Moyes and uh, West Ham. Yeah. Well, you know, Brentford, they play, I think they play three up front. You've got to focus on stopping the crosses. Uh, stop the crosses, you'll stop Brentford. What happens? Couple of crosses, couple of goals, we lose three two. <laughs> now, Jem, that's not that's not even the half of it because I don't know if you saw this, but two one up, we were two one up in this game, and um, Bowen makes an amazing run, crosses the ball to the far oh, post. I did see this, and Ben Rama. Ben Rama, against his old club, is running in literally for a tap-in at the far post. The goalkeeper's beaten. The goal's empty. A tap-in at the far post. Yeah. But no. <laughs> Mr. Footballer's Football Podcast himself <laughs> has to stick out a leg when he shouldn't even be going for it. He's overstretching. And somehow, even from in front of the goal, he manages to kick it wide. Takes it off Ben Rama's toe. Kick it wide. The pivotal moment, we would have been 3-1 up. And then second half, as I say, two crosses, two goals with 3-2 down. Moyes out. <laughs> uh, the footballing diva. <laughs> Mr. McHale. Um, he had the cheek as well to have a go at uh, Ben Rama. <laughs> um, I didn't see that. I think Ben Rahman was having to go at him while he was sat inside the net on the floor when Antonio was saying something. The ball was there or shout for it or something. I don't know, but <laughs> it was quite funny. He he has the cheek, you know, terrible podcaster, terrible footballer. Um, <laughs> it's just funny. And then, and then, yeah, and then you end up losing the game, like you said. Um, fraud he is. And no wonder he's been dropped recently. <laughs> He has. He has been playing Bowen up front. We'll yeah. come on to that. Um, one thing I will say, though, Jem, is we just do need to bear in mind that we're still in, even though we lost in the league against Brentford, we're still in the league. 
still in the Premier League, still mathematically in with a chance of winning it. We're still in the Carabao. We're still in the Europa. And we will soon enter the FA Cup. The quadruple gem is on. Yeah. It's still it on. Don't forget that. No, I will not. Um, one thing I didn't mention in that game, Dave, mm. was the, the first goal scorer. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you just can you remind, remind me who it was for Brentford? I'm pretty sure we, we've, we spoke of him on this podcast before. I'm pretty sure we have. Nice guy. Now you're testing me. Oh, I know. Oh, my, oh, my days, as you would say, Jem. I, I, I prefer not to speak. I really do. This is the same person who got booked the previous week, if I'm right in saying this, for kicking the ball away while warming up. Is that right? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't see that, but it sounds so, pretty, pretty spot on, doesn't it? He was warming up for Brentford. And the I can't remember who they were playing. Whoever they were Chelsea playing. game, yes, he did. And I think Chelsea had a free kick. And as he jogged past along the touchline, he kicks the ball away from the Chelsea player. He's not even on the pitch, and he gets booked. I mean, and then of course it's inevitable. He starts for Brentford against us. Yep. And if anyone doesn't know who we're talking about, Mister Neil Mope. <sighs> Mister Neil Mope. And the one thing I can say, I think he scored it down the Brentford end so he couldn't shush the West Ham fans. I'm surprised he didn't run the pitch. <laughs> the whole length of the pitch. Uh, so disappointing. I mean, it's bound to, it's bound to happen to us next because we've said, we, we, we cursed it, basically. It, that was our fault. That goal is our fault. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And there'll be more to come. <laughs> We got to, yeah. We must. I don't know. We got to lay off him, haven't we? Because he's just, he's just goading us now. He's goading us. <laughs> let alone West Ham supporters at the ground or Chelsea players. Yeah. He's goading us. Yeah. He's, he's living rent free inside our heads, isn't he? He is. He definitely is. Uh, talking of rent free, I'm sure there's an apartment behind Brentford Stadium that. Um... You can view the games from, so you you obviously pay your rent, but at least you get a free season ticket at Brentford. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Watch Neil Mopay he, shushing uh, shushing opposition. He's probably bought it out so no one can. Or well, then mm. he's rent free, isn't he? Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean that same weekend, Dave. I, uh, I mean, this isn't even about my team, but I need to go back to these idiots. Um. VAR. <laughs> it's an absolute shambles day. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, the Wolves and Sheffield United game. Oh, the, the penalty. Right. And then, the week after, Wolves and Newcastle. It's an absolute joke. Mm. Um, pff, Gary O'Neill. I feel sorry for the guy, Dave. Maybe we should. I might reach out to him, ask him if he wants to come on this podcast because I see him in his post-match uh, press conference, and I can see he wants to speak the truth, but he has to be careful of what he says. Um, he could get banned. I think he's given up now. He don't care anymore. But let's get the real truth. What what he thinks? Because I feel sorry for him. I've, I've seen a stat, Dave. Mm. Uh, uh, points lost due to incorrect VAR or refing decisions this season. Yeah. And at the bottom of that table, or top, well, top of the table, actually, was Wolves. And um, a second, my team, Manchester United. So, you know, we do need a bit of... Uh, we need to give a bit of respect to Ten Hag because he has been done over like Gary O'Neill has. Guess who- yeah, I'm just going to stop you there before you go give me the rest of that table. Wasn't, um, wasn't Wolves de- denied a clear stonewall penalty in... One of the early games of the season, when your keeper flattened one of their players, indeed, and VAR didn't uh, didn't give it, indeed. <laughs> so that was the start of two teams getting. Well, we didn't get messed over that game, but the next game we did. So they got messed over in that game. Yeah, Wolves have been done over, Dave. That that mm. there is a perfect example. And then the penalties against Sheffield United and Newcastle. Uh, I mean, Dave, if if I'll tell you what, if my I don't know. If I had a nephew who was six years old and I asked him to ref a game and he 
uh, gave penalties for them, I'd make him go and do seven laps of the football pitch. <laughs> because it was an absolute disgrace, Dave. Now, the Newcastle one, Jim. Now, we're going to talk about um, Newcastle versus Arsenal, uh, the 1-0 game. And honestly, I don't, I don't know what was wrong with that goal. I mean, there were some people going, the ball's out of play. Yeah, maybe. Some people going, oh, um, Joe Linton's pushed the defender in the back. Mm, debatable. Some people going, oh, um, what's his name who scored was offside when yep. the ball broke to him. Uh, Gordon, is it? Yep. Yeah, Gordon. Um, yeah, well, no no clear angle. So, you know, it's the, the VAR only gets involved in a clear and obvious error. And... There wasn't a clear and obvious error, Gem, and you got Arteta raging afterwards, as <laughs> usual, going about, "Oh, VAR's not intervening," you know, "I'm protecting my team." Someone's got to stand up for them. VAR's an absolute disgrace. Blah blah blah. Listen, that manager he needs to sit down, shut up, show <laughs> a little bit of respect. The referees and VAR have got a difficult job on their hands, and they try and follow a process. And he needs to accept the referee's decision. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. No, I don't agree. <laughs> well, let's move on to another game, Jim. Yeah. That weekend. Yeah. Um, and this one, you can imagine. I, I don't even. I don't know if it's possible for you to imagine how much joy this game gave me. <laughs> I mean, this was. Oh, it just had everything that I loved. Mm. And it's Tottenham versus Chelsea. This was the game, this is the Monday night game, where Tottenham had two players, not one, two players sent off in this game. One for um, a straight red, absolute assault on the Chelsea player. Uh, Another one for two bookable offences, absolutely crazy. Down to nine men. And what was even what was brilliant about this is they then tried to play a high line with nine men on their halfway line. I think the score was one all at this point. And Chelsea were so useless that they couldn't break a high line against nine men without without finding themselves offside. Yep. For about an hour, I think. Something something ridiculous. Yep. No, it wasn't quite that long. It was for most of the second half until eventually they managed to break the high line. And Nicholas Jackson, what a player, Jen, scores possibly the worst hat-trick in Premier League history where he's got tap-ins for his three goals. In fact, the third goal, I think he almost fell over. And that, (laughs) and that, I don't know, did you see that? He was going to go and pass and then decided not to. And he nearly fell over. And both the Tottenham goalkeeper and defender fell over which gave him a tap-in for his third goal. It wasn't skill. It was just pure luck. <laughs> and they won 4-1. So Tottenham get battered, which we all love to see. Mm. And Chelsea don't come out of it with any glory whatsoever because they were so inept at trying to beat nine players. Yep. Absolute, had absolutely everything, Jim. Absolutely loved it. The only thing that would have finished it off would be somehow Chelsea got the points docked for some irregularity, but that unfortunately didn't happen. But, Jim, I'm just going to finish on this particular game with this. You know, we talked about Postacoglu a lot, haven't we, and about how we grudgingly admire some of the things he says and we grudgingly admire the things he comes out with. And, you know, after this game, he sort of said, they they said, you know, why did you play your high line with nine men? And he said, look, mate, that's just who we are. And even with five, five men would have a crack. And, you know... He grudgingly sort of go, oh, he's, he's a good guy, isn't he? But he came out with this, Gem. He said, they said to him, you know, what about the sendings off and some of the other decisions? Because I think there were about four disallowed goals in this game or five disallowed goals that all went to VAR. And he said, look, you've got to accept the referee and VAR's decision. That's, that's how I've been brought up to accept the referee and VAR's decision. This is what Foster Coglu said. Mm-hmm. And um, Gem, it's timid, isn't it? It's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Managers have got to stand up for their teams, Jen. None of this. Oh, yeah, the referee's got it right and VAR's got it right. You know, it's not for me to argue. What we need is managers arguing, Jen, standing up, 
and putting their point of view across and standing up for their team, Jem. It's and show a bit of fight, Postacoglu. Come on, it's just it's timid. It's pathetic, Jem. <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> it should be more like that Spanish guy. Uh, I can't remember who his, what his name is or who he coaches, but there was a guy who did it right. Don't take me back to that PE teacher. <laughs> Don't get me started on him. He's also pathetic. Honestly, goes on against the referees. Everyone's against him. The referees, shut up. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get back on track, Jim. Don't know well, if you got anything to add. I was going to say, there's a couple of things. There's, uh, there's... Hang on a second, Jim. I've managed to activate Alexa by saying, let's get back on track. Ah, nice. And it's playing a song called Back on Track by DJ someone or other. Alexa, stop. Much as that's a good backing track for our podcast, it had to go. That was that was very good. Maybe maybe, maybe that's our new intro, Dave. <laughs> we'll have a listen and see if it's worth it. Yeah, back on track. Um Getting back on track, uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Jackson, Dave, was mm. the, the guy I was going to mention. Mm. Uh, and we, he scored this hat-trick, this mm. terrible hat-trick. And he celebrated. He did Ronaldo's celebration. He mm. he thought he'd, you know, scored in the World Cup final hat-trick. <laughs> uh, and it reminded me of the old Michael Owen video from years and years ago uh, on, on YouTube. And they got... Uh, Michael Owen to score, to, I think it was on Soccer AM or something like that, where he had to score some goals against a teenager in the net, right. a 14-year-old. And this keeper was pretty good for his age, but he obviously was facing Michael Owen, so he didn't really have the chance. And it reminded me of when Michael Owen uh, started celebrating in front of this kid, full-on seriousness. Get in! <laughs> I think the coach that was on there went, well done, mate, he's 14. So it reminded me of that, uh, the Nicholas Jackson. They're down to nine men. Well done, Nicholas. They're, they've got nine men. So um, well done to him. It is exactly like that. It's like it's like scoring against school kids, and and then thinking you are the top striker. And, and one one more thing I need to pick up out of that uh, Newcastle Arsenal game, Dave, was how pathetic these referees are again, and how pathetic VAR is again. Because what is the point of having VAR? This was two clear and obvious mistakes. Havertz, red card. Bruno Guimara's red card. Mm. But they missed them both. Yeah, I don't know what their problem is. Maybe they're probably saying, oh, well, we didn't. We made a mistake with Havertz. So um, we wanted to make up for it with Bruno. Um, but we'll is- issue an apology next Wednesday anyway. So it should be all right. <laughs> yeah. Well done, lads. And oh, I, ha- I hate them, Dave. I hate them. Just the way they speak with each other. You know, when they... We have Howard Webb on TV doing these, uh, you know, they talk through, we listen to the audio of them. The way they talk to each other, they're trying to talk over each other. There's like five people trying to make one decision. There's no way that that is an efficient way of working. They're idiots, a bunch of idiots. They are. I, I would imagine the conversation went something like this, that the, the VAR went, oh, no, that is a definite red card, the Habits Challenge. It's a definite red card. Uh, and then they communicate to the ref, uh, yeah, we check that. We check that. Check over, and then the VAR <laughs> video operator goes, "Hang on, they, they played on. They haven't sent him off." And then they go, "Oh, it's too late now. Oh, we can't change it." That, that's probably what happened. Yeah. We've seen it before. It's happening again. It's, yeah. it's 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 varsical. It is varsical, absolutely. Um... And I'm happy to continue this rant, Dave, because Man United went to Copenhagen in the Champions League. <laughs> and, you know, Copenhagen, all right? They had, they had a couple of players that, you know, they had Elia Nussi as their star player. He used to be some sub player at Southampton. <laughs> so that says everything about uh, Copenhagen, Farmers League, Farmers Club. Uh, they only, they're only known for Carlsberg, let's be honest. But... Um, we went there, Dave, and we were 2 0 up within 10 minutes and we're flying. We're absolutely flying. And then one of the worst decisions I have ever seen. Right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What, what was he doing putting his foot in there? <laughs> I mean, that's it. You, if you stand, if you stand now, um, 
you're sent off. It's pathetic, honestly. The, they've got they've got it all wrong. They've got it all wrong. They think just because a stud has touched a leg, that is an immediate offence. No, 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 no. The whole rule is about intent, and there was no intent there at all. And I'm not even going to go into the detail because I'm I, I'm just sick of it. And I actually didn't watch the second half because of that decision. Um, but just when I thought, Dave, we had the worst officiating in the in the world. It reminded me that Europe is full of dishwater. It's full of idiots. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah. look, um, honestly, the hatchet man of Man United, Marcus Rashfoot, <laughs> sticks his foot in where he should be being so careful in the penalty box. But no, no, he has a rush of blood, puts his foot in, tries to fend off the defender. Uh, it's a clear and obvious uh, penalty gem. And what makes it worse is I think you were, weren't you even 3-2 up with a few minutes to go in this game? Yeah, we were. We were 3-2 up. We got a penalty, yeah. And then 4-3. Yeah, I mean, there's no excusing any of that. Um, mm. But to, to be honest, like I, said, I, I didn't even watch that rubbish after oh. because... Um, as soon as I saw that, that that was actually outside the box. That was the outside the box challenge, and then the VAR'd it. Yeah. But then Harry Maguire got done for a penalty, uh, a ball that bounced off someone's chest a yard away from him, hit his arm, and then they scored the penalty, made it two one. Dave, I can't look at it anymore. I can't because if if Havertz is a yellow card, and that's intent, that's going in for the tackle. Mm. But that's a yellow, and then Rashford's just literally putting, making his body bigger, trying to put his foot on the ground to shield the ball, sticking his his backside out to try and block the guy from coming in. Then we've got a problem. We've got a big problem. You have, but his name's Marcus Rashford. <laughs> uh, terrible, deci- terrible challenge, terrible decision making by him. He's a new hatchet man of Man United. Um, he's got to go. But, Jim, I want to take you to another really terrible European uh, defeat. This is West Ham. We're playing Olympiacos at home. I told you we'd be talking about mm-hmm. Olympiacos. And, Jim, I just want to mention the Olympiacos owner. Uh, I think I've got him here somewhere. Uh, Evangelos Marica- Marinakis. Evangelos Marinakis. I think I pronounced that correctly. Also happens to be the owner of Nottingham Forest. Just bear that in mind. Um, anyway, uh, we're playing Olympiacos, Gem. We need to lose to sink into third place to get that Conference League qualification, Gem. We score a goal late in the second half. It looks offside, Paqueta. It's VAR checked. And for some ridiculous reason, VAR deem it onside. We go on to win the game 1-0, Gem. What are we thinking? We've now given ourselves a mountain to climb to qualify for the Conference League in third place. I mean, we're going to have to lose our last two games and then hope other results go our way, Jim, to get that to get that third place and qualify to defend our, our trophy, our European trophy. So I don't know what they were thinking, Jim, but anyway, we've ended up winning 1-0. We're now top of the group. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's not good for Moyes. Um, he should be coaching a loss, 100%. Uh, I mean, I, I've got nothing to say, Dave. I, I, idiots, idiots again. <laughs> idiots. They haven't read the script. Now <laughs> that brings us on to the. We're catching up, Jim. We're catching up to where we're meant to be. So we're catching up to the most recent game week. And what a game you had! An absolutely colossal game, Jim, on Saturday. I think a three o'clock kickoff, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Against the mighty Luton Town. Yep. At Old Trafford. Yep. And surely, Jem, this is going to be a goal fest. This is going to be what, six or seven for Luton. Uh, well, you'd think so, Dave. But actually, both teams came out and uh, were quite safe. Mm. Uh, you know, massive respect for each other. Big, big, massive teams. Yeah, a lot of history between the two clubs. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, it actually went the opposite way. It was quite a safe game. Mm. Amazing football being played. Uh, Man United were on great form, Dave. Uh, you're not going to believe me when I say this, but Manchester United are the informed team in the Premier League right now. <laughs> uh, is that that, that is, I'm going to send you the table <laughs> over the last five games. 
Wow. Uh, Man United at the top. So, yes, I know that's hard for people to believe. I think it's 12 points from 15. Uh, so, yes, we're top of the league over the last five. And the teams have played massive teams, Dave. We've played Brentford, Burnley, Sheffield United, <laughs> Fulham and Luton. No, oh, Man City, yeah. we lost that game. But. Yeah, but that's that's your one loss in that in those games. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, people talking about panic for um, Man United. Ten hours at the wheel. Ten hours at the wheel. He's got it all under control. One nils, two ones against these teams. This yeah. is proper, proper, proper football. So this is why both teams came out quite cagey. Mm. Uh, we got to nil-nil, half-time. Uh, good result for both teams at, at that point. But then the decisive moment of the game, Dave. Uh, Victor... Lindel flop. <laughs> He's back. He's back. And he smashed one in. I think he only was, I don't remember how many I don't remember him scoring for Man United. So in my head that's his first goal for Man U. Um but we managed to hold on as well against a great opposition, Dave. So one uh, nil win. Informed team of the Premier League. We're flying. And the genius of Ten Hag as well is getting being bottom of the Champions League um table that you're in mm. so not even dropping into the Europa League but actually getting booted out of Europe you can just focus on winning the Premier League yep yep it's genius definitely uh, we're out of the Carabao Cup we're out of the, uh, well pretty much out of the Champions League Premier League and FA Cup Dave mm. Do, is there any better double and then Europa League as well um, well we'll see if you make the Europa League yeah, we might not even make that no, we might not. I think, I think we, don't not gonna... we don't need it no, you don't. I think Ten Hag's deliberately avoiding it. Uh, Sevilla are going to end up getting knocked out of the Champions League into the Europa League. Yeah. So that that's basically game over for everyone else anyway. So yeah, Exactly. That's why we need to drop into the Conference League. Yep. And then that's game over for everyone in that league. Uh, Jim, another, another classic game that weekend we should just mention. Uh, Crystal Palace were at home to Everton, Jim. Yep. Debbie would have had her eyes on this one as well. Another game in London for the Toffees. Mm. And uh, oh, the Toffees, they were proved to be too sticky for the Eagles, Jem, <laughs> and uh, came out 3-2 winners. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Ian, I don't know how you're feeling about that. Did Ian tell us how he was feeling about that? I, I think, I, I don't think Ian's had a great week, to be fair. Um, <laughs> Ian didn't tell us how he was feeling, I don't think, but he did send a tweet, Dave. Did he? About potential 12 points deduction for Everton. So, uh, are Everton rent free in your head, Ian, currently? Sour, sour grapes, Ian. Sour grapes. The, the reason I say it's not been a great week is because um, his rivals, uh, Brighton, mm. also won in Europe. Mm. I think be, was it Ajax 2 0 or something? Yeah. Uh, which means they're marching on in Europe. So, um, well, at least they've got Eze back. All right, Dave? Eze is back, ready for his big move in January. So, West Ham rejects, Jim. He wouldn't <laughs> sign for us. We didn't want him. He went to, he had, he had to go to Palace. So, but Jim, I want to take us on to Super Sunday. Uh, and what a Super Sunday this was, Jim. I don't know if you saw the game, Jem. The game, the game that everybody's talking about. Two powerhouses of English football, Jem, played yep. on Sunday, on Sunday afternoon. One champion of Europe against a former champion of Europe, Jem. Yep. Goals are plenty, incidents are plenty. Yep. I'm talking about West Ham three, Forest two. <laughs> Very good. What a game, Jem. And my daughter Josie went to this uh, with her friend Roz, and they were going to pick. You know, mm. it's, you notice what I do, Jen. I palm off the tickets to non-relatives for the terrible games, mm. and then me and the relatives get the good games, Jen. <laughs> so it works. That's how it works. So if any of my friends who are non-relatives who use my season tickets are listening, just think carefully about which games you select in future. I'm currently just cancelling my train ticket. Jem <laughs> is coming to West Ham v Man United on the 23rd of December. It's uh, going to be an early Christmas present for one of us, Jem. Oh, indeed. I have good <laughs> memories from last time, but uh, 
I don't think it'll be such good memories this time, Dave. And we're going to do a bit of a live podcast, aren't we? Or like a bit of live recording just yes. after the match to capture the uh, to capture the mood of one or both of us. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it worked pretty well last time. Uh, all I'll say is Mark Noble. <laughs> yeah, what on earth did they bring him on to take a penalty for? That's just balmy. But anyway, that's Moyes for you. Uh, so that was that was that game, and I suppose we should mention the uh, the other little game that was going on between two other teams. Yeah, teams. I don't know. It was just it was a bit boring, really, wasn't it? It's was terrible defending, predictable yeah. four-all draw. Amateur football. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Chelsea four, Man City four. Uh, I mean, my brother's probably thinking that Chelsea are. In some sort of form, that <laughs> <laughs> they're back, that they're growing. Um, good one. He was telling me how bad Sterling was the week before. So <laughs> I know what your I know your tricks, Ali. Eight goals in two games, Jim. <laughs> can't argue with that, can you? No, you can't. So four, four of them against nine nine men. Four of them against kids, essentially. Yep. And then four of them against uh, well, a woeful Man City team. Terrible team. Yeah. I mean. They can hardly beat anyone, can they? No. No. Um, there was... What happened? There was another game I wanted to mention, but I think I've lost it. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I am in my notes, but I do need to mention another team. Uh, it's not from that weekend, but mm. but they've had two games that, uh, that I wanted to mention. Uh, they're a horrible team in, in, in Merseyside, in Liverpool... Uh, in red, and they travelled to Kenilworth Road, Dave. Oh, yes. And the nickname is back for Nunes, Darwin No Net. <laughs> His miss was worse than Mikel Antonio's miss. <laughs> um, embarrassment, absolute embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-1, Luton, an ex-Man United player, uh, Taith Chong with the first goal, and then you know, I have to give it Liverpool um, with what's going on with Luis Diaz or what was going on. It's actually mm. good news now, but, um, you know, it had to be. It, it was written, wasn't it? Yeah. That they equalised. As long as they dropped points, I didn't care. So I, I wondered whether he should have been booked for showing a political slogan on his shirt, though, Jem. <laughs> Oh, actually, well, actually, that's a, that's a good point. Did he get booked? No, no. He, he didn't take his shirt off. He just lifted it up and showed the um, freedom for for his father slogan. Right. Um, some would argue that was a political statement. Others would argue um, that's a bit harsh. But... <laughs> <laughs> take your pick. Well, after that game, Dave, uh, they were travelling to France to play a team in uh, in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. And you could say they were destined to lose. <laughs> it's your best line of the whole series. <laughs> because Liverpool lost to Toulouse. Yeah, we get it. 3 we get 2. It. We get it. Get it. You get it, Dave, because they, yeah, they went to lose and they lost. So <laughs> they were going to they were going to lose. It's it's um you're overdoing it now. Oh. <laughs> you overplayed it. Was this the game I saw a clip on Instagram of Darwin Nunes yes. going round three or four players and the keeper, and then hitting the post. Uh, yes, that was the game, I believe. Absolute classic. I think Liverpool did score from the rebound, but that just lives up to his no net nickname. Exactly, and not only that, Dave. He was that fuming at the end of the game. Uh, he refused to shake uh, someone's someone's hand, an opposition player's hand, which is very disrespectful. Mm. But then someone actually brought out the truth, Dave. Um, Nunes actually missed the handshake. <laughs> oh, we love it. Oh, we do. We love it. We do indeed. We love it. Uh, have you got any other areas you want to cover, Dave? I've got. I've got what two little funny. Well, I think are funny. <laughs> well, you set it up, haven't you? No, I've, I've, I've. My my notes have come to an end. Uh, so it's all over. It's all down to you for these hilariously funny little comments you want to make. Just to finish off with. Okay. Well, Chesterfield are massive. <laughs> Number one, beat Portsmouth in the FA Cup live on ITV. Five hundred thousand viewers. Uh, outplayed them, <laughs> outran them. What a team! We are massive. We're coming back to the 
national uh, to the football league. Yeah. And Dave, you'll like this one because it's about Arsenal. Oh yeah. And Arsenal just weren't. I think it's the same weekend they lost to Newcastle. Uh, they just weren't on form that that weekend because Arsenal's under 18s team, managed by Jack Wilshire. <laughs> decided to travel to Bournemouth instead of Brighton, which is 95 miles apart, and they had to cancel the fixture. Yeah. Well done, Arteta. He's running that club. This is what happens, Dave. Oh, it's things you love to see, isn't it? It definitely it is. is. It definitely things is. you love to see. That is almost unbelievable when I saw that. I <laughs> thought this must be made up, but no, it's true. <laughs> Went literally to the wrong town. Oh dear. Uh, that is Arsenal. That is Arsenal for you. 95 miles, Dave. It's not even. God, honestly. It's not even like it's a neighbouring town, no. is it? It's... No. It's, it is miles away. It's on the south coast. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. <laughs> oh, we've got a game today, lads. It's on the coast. So, uh, <laughs> Whereabouts? I'm not sure. We'll just go down. We'll just go down to the coast. We'll stop when we get to the sea and hope that we're at the right place. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Now, just on Chesterfield, who have they got in the next round, Jim? So, we've got another home fixture. Mm. It's Leighton Orient, another League One team. Oh, that's uh, from, from the East End of London, Jim. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, another East End team. So, get through that one, Jim. Round three, draw West Ham. Yep. Yep. That's the dream. Yeah, it is the dream, definitely. Uh, at your place though, so that we can have a big day out. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you've yeah, been yeah. you've been to our ground. You, you're quite impressed, but I, think, I was. I think I was impressed with a lot of things. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's no ice cream vans in the corners at our ground, though, Jim. I'm, uh, I'm really sorry to say. Well, make it a home fixture then. <laughs> right, I think we should wrap up there. Yep, I agree. Uh, and we should wrap up now because uh, it's getting cold. <laughs> it really is brilliant okay right thank you for listening everybody if you enjoyed this uh, podcast please subscribe if you didn't enjoy this podcast please subscribe we just need all the listeners we can get uh, thank you very much and uh, we'll speak to you next time thank you see you next time <laughs>